This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. And we are all connected to the Internet of Things and the Internet of Bodies. Let's go over some of that right now, folks. Because uh, I think, I think that you guys are starting to see the big picture here. This technological prison planet built around us by the psychopathic technocratic transhumanist folks. So let's start. Let, let, let's start with the video on the Internet of Bodies. We'll watch this, and then we'll review a couple of articles from the uh, Rand Group in order to uh, solidify these concepts in your head, so you understand what the Internet of Bodies is. Because then after that, we have something called the Internet of Senses, and then so you have the things, the bodies, the senses. And from there, we'll go into a little bit more on what the smart city is, which is sort of a biosphere of the connection of the Internet of Things, Bodies, and Senses, which then will lead us into the complete cyber world, which will be the metaverse. All right, let's watch this on the Internet of Bodies. In the 20th century, wireless technology integrated with the human body was nothing more than science fiction. But today, Wi-Fi connected devices like heart rate monitors and sleep trackers have become common parts of American life. How has bionic technology evolved so quickly from science fiction to reality? And what could this Internet of Bodies mean for our... And the reason why is that it was not science fiction. That was predictive programming. Those were the propaganda pieces, as you call them, movies. We call them entertainment. Its job was to prime you and to get you ready for the technological prison planet to come so that when the technologies rolled out, you would say, wow, that's like Dick Tracy's watch. Or you would say, that's incredible. That's like something they used in Mission Impossible. Or you would say, wow, the metaverse? That's cool. It's kind of like what Neo and the Matrix went into. So it wasn't that sci-fi just came up with these crazy ideas and then all of a sudden Elon Musk built them. No, the government was building them. Then they fund these movies to be made, which are propaganda, to prime you for the technology that then they roll out through their puppet PR men like Elon Musk and these type of crazy lunatics. All right, let's continue. Lives moving forward. 
RAND researchers are studying this phenomenon and what consumers and policymakers need to know as we veer into uncharted territory. The Internet of Bodies, or IOB, is, um, is actually an ecosystem. It's a bunch of devices that are connected to the Internet that contain software and that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's function. We think of the Internet of Bodies as this collection of all these devices as well as all the data that the devices are gathering about you. And Right, the, the, the data that all the devices are gathering about you folks. Okay, Yuval Noah Harari, now you know what he's talking about. This is the stuff he is talking about. In healthcare, it's Internet of Bodies has, has been around for quite a while. With the advent of the internet, it makes a lot of sense to connect your pacemaker to the internet so that your doctor can be automatically notified if, if something weird happens, if there's an anomaly. It's natural in a lot of ways to want to understand more about your body, how it functions, how well it's doing. I you, your doctor that will be replaced with AI soon, by the way. OB devices could revolutionize healthcare. Unprecedented amounts of personal health data could inform treatment plans that are completely tailored to a patient's needs. There are pills now that have an electronic sensor that let a healthcare provider know whether you have taken the medication. Other things like... A pill with an electronic sensor to let your loser alcoholic doctor know if you are taking your medicine right meanwhile you go sit in a waiting room in his office for three and a half hours when you're scheduled to see him at two you don't see him till 5 30 and they send in a nurse who doesn't even talk to you and they want to replace the doctors with artificial intelligence deep fake mind twin uh, type doctors over an iPad, right? Because they love you. They're doing all this because they love you, by the way. They're putting implants in your bodies and pills you swallow with devices and cameras inside them because they love you. Oh, yeah, it's all about love, folks. Feel the love. Feel the love. Precision medicine. So precision medicine is the idea of of creating pharmaceuticals or treatment like specifically for your body, for your personalized treatment. Right, and this all plays into some of the quacks that uh, Joe Rogan brings on his show where they're priming us for these personalized injections where if you read some of the psychos over at CRISPR-Cas9, the genetic modification uh, sort of software lab where they actually say, and we'll pull this up for you eventually, um, that isn't it going to be great when you don't have to take on the dna of your mom and your dad that we can just modify that and take away all your problems so no longer you're going to be connected to your own bloodline your own dna because uh, these great technocrats these sciences scientists and engineers are going to engineer your dna so that it fits in with what they believe is perfect folks is this not nazi eugenics okay just don't look at this woman if you're watching the video pain.tv slash gold as some Asian lady with long black hair. Don't look at all these weirdos we watch. Look at them with Nazi uniforms on. Try to listen to their words with a Nazi uniform and the voice of uh, Adolf Hitler. I mean, Klaus Schwab. Listen to them through that voice, through that lens. And I think IOB could really help with that because nowadays a lot of healthcare is is based more on, you know, 
average reactions, whereas with data from IOB devices, you might be able to, to really more precisely treat a certain disease. But the Internet of Bodies won't be a cure-all. Now, now, let me just ask you this. You say to yourself, well, who are the type of people that are going to line up to stick all these implants and swallow all these uh, robot pills and put nanobots in their body as Ray Kurzweil wants and walk around looking at their iPhone, monitoring them 24-7. Who do you think? It's all the people that they just turned into lifelong germaphobes who line up for booster after booster, who shove tests up their nostrils every five minutes when they're at home. They've created a generation of these people because there are a number of children now that saw their parents freaking out and wearing masks everywhere. So you have a generation of people that have now just been brainwashed and propagandized to want the scientists and the doctors to hook these devices up to them. I mean, it's so obvious. And don't tell me that that's not going to happen because I know people And I have to be careful about how I say this, but I know people in my personal life that are already doing that. Testing every day for COVID, still wearing a mask. They'll get another booster if it comes out. People that walk around with diabetes plugs in their arm that they're monitoring uh, their blood sugar all day long on an iPhone, and they're like 40 years old. I mean, all day long, that's all they do. Walking around with a Fitbit. Oh, I took a 1,012 steps in the last seven minutes. Oh, my heart rate got to this. Walking around like you're the Terminator or you're RoboCop, constantly monitoring your body instead of just living your life. Like, eat some healthy food and exercise. You don't need to connect yourself up to all these devices. It's insanity, folks. It's insanity. All right, let's continue. In fact, the largely unregulated market poses risks to the uniquely sensitive data these devices collect. First of all, there's there's the cyber risk of, of uh, you know, of an actor potentially um, hacking into the system. An actor hacking into the system. They are the actors hacking into your system. When you swallow a pill with an AI robot tracker in it into your body and then allow that data to be collected so you can look at it on a stupid little app on your iPhone and think that it's being sent over through the Internet of Things and Internet of Bodies over to your doctor, some uh, dude who's got a crappy degree fresh off the boat, right? And you're like, oh, he's going to save me. They are the hackers, They are the ones who just hacked you. You are the hackable animal because you allowed yourself to be hacked. You swallowed the pill. What's bigger than that blue pill? Oh, hey, here's the blue pill. You take this one and put a robot inside you. Mm, Oh, okay, that's great. Folks, they're selling you eternal life. They're selling you eternal immortality with Peter Thiel. Don't go to heaven. Come with me into the metaverse. And you sit there and hook up your house with Amazon rings and swallow a robot pill. And then you are sitting there going, oh, I got to be afraid I'm not hacked. Well, if you didn't do it, it wouldn't have been hacked. The cameras wouldn't be hacked if they weren't on your house. Your body wouldn't be hacked if you didn't take the injection or swallow the blue pill. Come on, folks. 
Use this information that I dig up for you and I'm providing you with to warn your parents, your grandparents, your children, your relatives, your friends, your co-workers, you know, warn them not to get sucked into this. The way you can defeat this in your own personal life is don't do it. Are you going to stop it from happening worldwide? No, not overnight, but just don't do it. Just don't do it and try to convince others around you not to take part in this. Opt out, folks. Check the box. I opt out of the fourth industrial revolution. No, thank you. Whatever it might be, there's the privacy risk of all this data that's being collected and the regulations about that data are are really murky at the moment. And so there's not a lot of clarity into who owns the data, what happens to yeah, in this video they produced, they're showing people walking through a subway, uh, like a sub underground subway type of uh, hallway, with these boxes up on people's face, scanning them with facial recognition. That's Clearview AI. We showed you that with Peter Thiel. They could scan your face and pull up all your private data in real time. Now, am I afraid of some hacker, some fat Korean hacker in a basement stealing my data? No. I'm afraid of the government and the technocrats that are asking me to give them access to my data, that are collecting my data without their permission. Every time I walk in front of a neighbor's house who's got a ring doorbell, I know my face is being scanned and my data is being processed somewhere. Come on, the FBI already admits they have thousands of facial scans on every single one of us. Who it gets sold to, how it's being used. And there's even potentially national security and global security risks. A few examples of these risks have already played out in real life. For instance, in 2018, highly sensitive information about U.S. military activity and base locations was inadvertently revealed by soldiers' fitness trackers. So this is... Now, whose fault was that? It was the people who told the soldiers to put on the fitness trackers, and it was the fault of the soldiers that agreed to put on the fitness trackers. There's no one to be blamed for that. So a hacker stole some data? Give me a break. The military was taking your data when they forced you to put the fitness tracker on. The pivotal moment. What can we do to make sure we reap the potential benefits of the Internet of Bodies without risking our privacy, security, and personal autonomy? Consumers should be wary of IOB devices because... As it's becoming more and more popular, all of this intimate data is being collected, arguably more intimate data than we've ever really recorded before. There's no clarity on what is being done with that data. You know, with, a, with an old mechanical pacemaker, there's no data that, that was being collected and stored. And, you, you know, you could look at a history of someone's. What is being done with the data, lady? Well, let's see. Your RAND Corporation, you created this piece and wrote an article in cooperation with the World Economic Forum. And Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher to the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, said that those who control the data are the gods of the new era. They're the ones collecting the data, lady. You're doing a video for RAND, who's partnered with WEF, who has been pushing the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which ties into the Internet of Things and the metaverse. So who's collecting the data? It's the very people you work for. Sorry about that, miss. Um, heart rhythms. Because policy tends to lag behind innovative technologies like this, it's probably up to the consumers and to the... 
right, policy, as if anyone is going to follow any sort of policy. I already told you, these technocrats collecting the data become the governors of the governing boards that govern the horrible technology that they developed, okay? So the policy is written by the policy makers who are the ones who created the technology to begin with. The healthcare patients to really be aware of the devices that they're using and what is happening to their data and to, to know what the regulations are in their particular state because it does vary so much state by state. Even if you think you're not interesting or that nothing will happen with your data, There are a lot of unknowns that I think we need to be careful about. Okay, so even though that was uh, this double-talking woman doing this for the RAND Corporation, she's right, though. And the warning that I'm going to give you is even more direct. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take off your iWatch, okay? Take off your Fitbit. People want to know what the solutions are. The solutions start with you. So take off the Fitbit, take off the iWatch, take off any of these devices. I know you can't live without a smartphone things for those of us that have to work and stuff like that right now. We'll eventually figure out solutions to that. But in the meantime, take off the wearables, take off the trackers, take off, you know, the, the diabetic monitors and things like that. Don't opt in to this Internet of Bodies technology that hooks you up to some drunken alcoholic doctor. Don't do it, folks. Get rid of the Alexa. Don't talk to Siri. Do as much limited contact with your smartphone as possible. Try to get directions ahead of time and don't necessarily use Google Maps. I mean, these are things you can do. Limit the technology in your own life. Opt out of the matrix as much as humanly possible. You can do that. All right, when we get back, I'm going to finish up on the Internet of Bodies and set us up for tomorrow's show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on pain.tv slash gold and you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, we are breaking down the Internet of Bodies for you. And I just want to give you a little bit more information so we can move on to more pressing matters. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back on the World Economic Forum website, weforum.org. And this is an article... Internet of Things, tracking how our bodies work could change our lives. And this is June 4th, 2020, folks. So this is a few months after COVID kicks off. And so it says right here, shaping the future of urban transformation. And that's uh, like a sector in which this article came out of, okay? So they have a section called Shaping the Future of Urban Transfer uh, Transformation. It says, uh, we're entering the, area of the, in, the uh, era of the Internet of Bodies, 
collecting our physical data via a range of devices that can be implanted, swallowed, or worn. All right. The result is a huge amount of health-related data that could improve human well-being around the world and prove crucial in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. But a number of risks and challenges must be addressed to realize the potential of this technology from privacy issues to practical hurdles. Okay, and so you heard that a little bit in the Rand Corporation piece. It says most consumers are open to the use of digital in healthcare. Top reasons why healthcare consumers prefer digital, uh, 2018 percentage of respondents. And then they've got a chart on here showing that uh, the majority of people love this. As I told you, they're out there, folks. They will be out there. They'll be brainwashed into this. They will be mind controlled into this, propagandized into this. Now, let me just read you a little section here, connecting our bodies. As futuristic as the Internet of Bodies may seem, many people are already connected to it through wearable devices. The smartwatch segment alone has grown into a $13 billion market by 2018 and is projected to increase another 32% to $18 billion by 2021. I told you, take it off. Smart toothbrushes and even hairbrushes can also let people track patterns in their personal personal care and behavior. Everything you do when you're interacting with these devices is sent to the technocrats. You are helping build the prison planet. For health professionals, the Internet of Bodies opens the gate to a new era of effective monitoring and treatment. It says here in 2017, the U.S. Federal Drug Administration approved the first use of digital pills in the United States. That's 2017, folks. Digital pills contain tiny ingestible sensors as well as medicine. Once swallowed, the sensor is activated in the patient's stomach and transmits data to their smartphone or other devices. Folks, come on now. Don't tell me you're doing this. Please don't tell me you're doing this. In 2018, Kaiser Permanente, a healthcare provider in California, started a virtual rehab program for patients recovering from heart attacks. The patients shared their data with their care providers through a smartwatch, allowing for better monitoring and a closer, more continuous relationship between patient and doctor. Folks, they don't love you, okay? They don't love you. Get that through your head. Thanks to this innovation, the completion rate of the rehab program rose from less than 50% to 87%, accompanied by a fall in the readmission rate and program cost. And this goes on and on and on. And we will eventually review more of this stuff, okay? But what I also want to show you over on RAND if you were watching the video version of the podcast of pain.tv slash gold, at the beginning of the RAND video on the Internet of Bodies, there was a document that showed. And this is the document. I got it for you. It's a PDF. And it says here, the Internet of Bodies, Opportunities, Risks, and Governance. And Mary Lee, I believe, was the woman in the video. She helped write this. And this is a 37-page PDF very well put together on the internet of bodies i could literally do 164 shows off of this which i'm not going to do but if you are interested in this document i suggest you google internet of bodies uh, rand.org or world economic forum and you will eventually come across this document 
because it will tell you everything you want to know about the technology that they're building and where they're going with this. This is uh, like a white paper. It's called the Blueprint, folks. 37 pages on the Internet of Bodies, Opportunities, Risks, and Governance. So opportunities for these vultures to come in and stick things in your body so they can monitor you. Risks, which is, you know, oh, oh you know, be careful. Your data could be hacked by somebody. Uh, not talking about the guy who you just took the pill from who's hacking you, uh, but someone else, some, some rogue actor. And then governance. Governance is, okay, we're coming up with the technology. We've architected the system. Uh, we know the opportunities. We told the people about the risk. So that's it. Informed consent is done. You know about it. It's your fault if you take it. And now, because it's so dangerous, we, the people creating it, have to set up governing bodies to govern the very technology that we're building. Okay? The Elon Musk model. Now, let me go over here quickly to RAN.org. And this is an article they wrote, The Internet of Bodies Will Change Everything for Better or Worse. And it says here, the rise of devices that connect the human body to the web is accelerating rapidly. This Internet of Bodies could revolutionize healthcare and improve our quality of life. Oh, yes, thank you. But without appropriate guardrails, it could also jeopardize our most intimate personal information and introduce several ethical concerns. And so it goes on very similar to what they mentioned in the PDF and what we watched in the video. They have to warn you, and then when you get on board with it, folks, it is your own fault because they warned you. Also, and I'm telling you this, um, how I could ever prove it, I don't know, so this is my opinion. When you hear Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, people from the RAND Corporation and others, or these articles that we're reading to you, where they say things like, like Yuval Noah Harari will say, so a government can now monitor the heart rate of people. And so when a supreme leader like Kim Jong-un is giving a speech not only is he looking into your eyes from across the room and you put on a smile and make him think you're happy, but inside you fear him or you hate him. Well, he will now in real time be able to read your senses, read your feelings, your emotions. And so then they could drag you out into a hallway and execute you or whatever. He is not warning you that Kim Jong-un could eventually do this. They are one telling you the technology they have because this is how they they brag about it they lay it out there and then the second part is remember he's not necessarily talking to you or to me he's talking to the room full of billionaire investors uh politicians heads of state ceos and he's telling them guys this is what we could do we could read people's emotions so that we could execute them if they don't agree with us. Guys, the dangers are the data can be hacked from the bodies of the people that take this. So they're not warning you not to take it. They're telling their audience of multi-billionaire, psychopath, technocratic, transhumanist weirdos that this is what we can do, guys. We can hack these simpletons, these plebeians, these idiots. That is what they are saying, folks. That is what they are saying. 
So they're telling those people this. Now, what we are going to do, all right, is tomorrow we are going to get into the Internet of Senses, okay? It's a pretty short one. I'm going to show you how they're developing all of these technological solutions to being able to experience senses when you're plugged into the virtual reality Second Life metaverse and how you're going to be able to smell and taste and feel all of these senses inside of this fake metaverse and then we are going to analyze a long but it's worth it trust me panel discussion for the world economic forum on the metaverse what it is from the guys that really matter we're not going to listen to some video game nerds who are developing a dungeons and dragons game we're going to listen to the technocrats on the world stage as they talk to heads of state and billionaire investors about the metaverse matrix prison planet that they want to force us all into in the meantime folks if you take one or two things away from this show take off the iWatch, take off the fitbit seriously you don't need it folks stop giving them the data that they need to build the prison planet around you that you complain about if you want to live out in the natural world live in the natural world use these devices when you have to go to work and you have to make money because you can't obviously drop it all now we can't all go full amish tomorrow but folks Take off the Fitbit, take off the iWatch, okay? Tell your kids to take it off. If they have them, figure out how to wean them off it and tell them the dangers of this stuff and move them away from this technology. Living in this world is not necessarily inevitable. Living partially in it, one foot in the matrix and one foot out, is a solution right now that we can discuss. Okay, so start to make the moves in your personal life to live one foot out of the matrix by not wearing all of the devices that connect you up to the matrix. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. I need to go to sleep because I've been recording all day here on Sunday for you because I love you guys. Leave me a review over at Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star and then leave a written comment. I love it. I appreciate it. Join us at pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get some sleep with my wife. Have a wonderful evening. I love you all. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.